The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. All right, we have a final four in Major League Baseball. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's baseball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen, with the usual crew from all season long, Sean Zarillo and Colin Whitchurch. You can find our Payoff Pitch picks in the Action Network app. We're with you every weekday during this baseball postseason. Yankees get it done yesterday. They finally finished that series against Cleveland, and the Phillies took a 1-0 series lead against the Padres. Uh, Kudos to our crew. Our crew has been all over Philadelphia, really, since the playoffs started. Phillies get a 1-0 series lead and get some pop from their power bats and also a nice pitching performance by Zach Wheeler. So today's slate, we've got Phillies-Padres at 4.30 today, so an afternoon start in San Diego. And then we've got the Yankees and Astros starting the ALCS at just after 7.30 uh, this evening. So, without further ado, let's get to the picks. Sean Zarello, welcome back. You were on Philly for Game 1 for the NLCS. What are you feeling for Game 2 with a pitching matchup of Nola and Snell? Yeah, on the Phillies again here in Game 2, I think this is actually an even better matchup for them on paper just in terms of how you break these pitchers down. So we saw a lot of fastball usage from Zach Wheeler in game one, his fastball velocity up from where it was in the regular season and closer to his levels last year when his expected indicators were about a third of a rung lower than they were this year. The Padres ranked 23rd against fastballs on a per pitch basis this season. He had a lot of success going to that fastball and we're going to see the same thing from Aaron Nola in game two. Noah's velocity also trending up late in the season, sat at 92.8 on his fastball this year. But in that clinching start against the Astros, he was at 93.8. And then in his two playoff starts thus far, 93.9 and 94.3. So his fastball velocity is peaking as well. And that extra tick of velocity for both Willer and Noah should make them even more effective than they were during the regular season. 
Nola also fifth in fastball value on a per pitch basis, 70% first pitch strike rate. That's second best in baseball, second lowest walk rate in baseball, and the eighth highest called strike rate. All of that going to work against the Padres offense, which swung less often than any other team after acquiring Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury at the trade deadline. So very patient offense. Nola going to be aggressive with the fastball, getting ahead of hitters. And the Padres have struggled with fastballs this season. On the other side of the matchup, it's a difficult matchup for Blake Snell because he's facing an offense that was much better against lefties than they were against righties, particularly down the stretch, final couple months of the season. Once they had Bryce Harper, Gene Segura back in the fold, the Phillies had the third best offense against left-handed pitching, much better than they were against righties. So a good matchup for the Phillies offense, a good matchup. For Nola, in terms of being able to get ahead of these Padres hitters who are going to look to be patient and take a lot of called strikes against them. So I projected the Phillies here as favorites in both halves. I like their first five line up to minus 110, projected that at minus 118. And I also like their full game line to about minus 101, projected that closer to minus 109. Okay, looking at the BetMGM lines right now, Phillies full game minus 105, first five at minus 110. Colin Whitchurch, home team, down 1-0, hosting the NLCS for a game two. Des- I put desperate in air quotes, but looking at the action app, the public right now, they're coming in on the Padres, 46% of the bets, but more so 63% of the money coming in on San Diego. I'm pretty tired of betting on the Phillies, to be honest. You heard me rant about them yesterday. and You, you and- did mention that yesterday. Yes, encourage you to go listen to Colin lose his mind on Anthony DeBundo about Philly sports fans. <laughs> But the sports books keep compelling me to bet on the Phillies. The Phillies should be favored today. The Phillies have the better starting pitcher today. There's no reason the Phillies should be underdogs today. I'm betting them again in both halves. As good as Blake Snell has been in the second half of the season, hate this matchup for him against an offense that crushes left-handed pitching. 123 weighted runs created plus third in all of baseball after the trade deadline. The concern for the Phillies, if you're going with the full game, is as we've talked about all postseason long, the bullpen, but the bullpen has been good and it continues to be good. They threw their two best relievers, arguably last night in Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado. However, it was a very low pitch count for both of them. I would expect both to be available still tonight behind Nola. And and Nola is going to, basically replicate what we saw Zach Wheeler do last night. His strikeout to walk ratio is insane. The Padres do not swing. They're very patient, but Nola works inside the zone. So I don't think he's going to rack up a huge pitch count early to where we see an early hook. And I don't think they're going to hit him very much. So yeah, the, the line has been moving in Philly's direction since it opened. He said minus one Oh five full game minus one ten first first five innings. That's probably where, I would stop because at the, the beyond that you're looking at Philly being outright favorites, but as long as you can find it in that range or better, it's Philly first five Philly full game. I should mention I like the over on Nola's strikeout total too. Not sure how you feel about that, Colin, but over five and a half. I got plus money sitting around minus one ten around the market. He's consistently gone over of late, averaging closer to eight strikeouts 
in September. I mentioned that velocity going up and he should be ahead of hitters pretty constantly. So not sure how you feel about that strikeout total. Yeah, five and a half seems about right to me. I, I think I would go with the over there. I see MGM right now has the over at minus 110. I don't think I would bet it beyond that. But I mean, the number that actually stands out to me in this game would be the under on Blake Snell strikeout total because you can get under five and a half at plus 115 right now. The over is just way to minus 160. But if Philly does what it has done against lefties all season long, it could be a short night for him. As good as Snell has been in the second half of the season, this could be a prime fade Snell opportunity under at plus 115. But yeah, over on, over on Nola seems like the more logical bet for sure. Snell under seems like the riskier, but more potentially more profitable bet. I should point out Snell's velocity has ticked back down a little bit in the playoffs, was peaking towards the end of the season, was also throwing his slider a ton. His two playoff starts, even on his slider and curveball usage, and his velocity came back down a mile an hour. So definitely would not expect the Blake Snell that you saw at the very end of the season. Back to Nola, including the regular season and the postseason starts, six straight starts with at least six strikeouts. So he was finishing awfully strong in September. Granted, sometimes we don't know who is who's in those September lineups for some teams. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Let's move on to Yankees Astros. Zarilla, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the Yankee side. The hardest thing to figure out with them is how they're going to set up their pitching for this series. And they're going to uh, tally on again in this spot. Uh, he was going to pitch recently. As folk, if you don't know, he was going to pitch game five. Then they got the rain out. So Cortez pitched game five. So now he's back and he's going up against Justin Verlander for game one. So how do you pick this apart with the Yankees on the money line tonight? Let me get it here on BetMGM. Yankees on the money line. I apologize. I've got Phillies Padres up. There it is. Plus 155 Yankees tonight. Yeah, so the thing that's impossible to quantify is something that I don't think we've seen often, and that is the Yankees having to get on a plane and fly to Houston right after celebrating a series win because they have a game one day after the next with no off days in between. They also played four out of the past five days against the Guardians as well, had to use three of their key relievers in the past four days. So the Yankees bullpen a bit tired. Maybe their players a bit tired in general, hopping on a plane last night after celebrating getting into Houston against the team who has been off since the weekend. So you can't quantify that. Certainly have to bump Houston probably one or two percentage points in your mind, though, just in terms of rest and in terms of travel, because that can be pretty grueling. It is like taking off after a Sunday night game and going to play the next day. And Sunday night team struggled on Mondays this year. Um, in terms of how I bet it, I do have a position on the Astros, so I'm not looking to hedge on the Yankees personally. If I did not have a bet on the Astros already, I would want to bet on the Yankees here probably. I projected the series price around minus 130 for Houston. You can get as high as plus 170, plus 180 out there on the Yankees. So there is value in their series number, but I would probably wait until after game one when you'll likely find a better price because this is the biggest favorite that I will make either team in this series is in game one with Justin Verlander going against Jamison Tyone. Verlander, 2.6 expected ERA this season. Tyone at 4.2, so a pretty big gap in the starting pitching there. Obviously, I said the Yankees have a banged-up bullpen coming in today as well. So it's probably the largest gap that I'll see between these two bullpens. 
in the series unless one team ends up using their key relievers for multiple days in a row. Both teams really struggled against right-handed pitching down the stretch. They both rated around league average after the trade deadline, both roughly at 199 in terms of WRC+. plus. So I would actually lean to the under seven in here. If I can get an under seven at minus 110, that would be a bet for me. An under six and a half at around plus 105 would be in the same territory. I would definitely take a look at the unders. Have not seen the umpiring situation yet. The Yankees do have the better of the pitch type matchup against these two starting pitchers. They ranked in the top five against fastballs, curveballs, and sliders, which is basically what encompasses 95% of Verlander's pitch mix. So I actually don't mind the matchup for the Yankees offense. Obviously, the Astros getting the weaker starting pitcher to face. There are some players I'm going to look at from a prop perspective, but I do think that this game goes under the seven. In terms of the money line side, I would need plus 178 or better to bet the Yankees here. Projected them at plus 163. As I said, though, that's not quantifying for travel and rest. So maybe you bump the Yankees just a little bit higher. Would want them at around plus 178 on a normal day, though. And then in terms of the under, I need minus 110 at under seven or plus 105 at six and a half. Okay, very good. Looking over at the uh, Mon MLB game day now, just trying to find the no, no word on a, on umpires, but I went down this rabbit hole. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, they don't have great history against Verlander historically. Mm-hmm. Judge has a home run, but in 13 at-bats, Stanton's over three. And- yeah, and a lot of the Yankees have struggled against Verlander. I believe his OPS allowed is around 515 or 550 against them. The two guys who stood out, though, as having good matchups, I said, against the fastball curveball slider, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo. Those are the two guys I'm going to take a look at from a player prop perspective. Okay, very good. Colin Whitchurch, with all being known now, how the the Yankees might try and stack up their pitching with uh, Tyone going today against Verlander. And just to give folks a sense of how the money's coming in over on the Action app, 60% of the money coming in on the Yankees' money line. 58% of the total bets, though, on Houston. Yeah, and that makes sense because it seems like a very sharp versus square matchup. It also seems like we could be due for one of those very classic you-can't-predict-baseball moments. Like, this just seems like the most obvious game we're going to have in the post, probably all postseason long. It's Justin Verlander against Jamison Tyone. The Astros are huge favorites. They should be huge favorites. So maybe there's value on the Yankees because it's baseball, and – you know, I, I hate to be this this vague about it in a on a podcast where we are breaking down the analytics, but it's Verlander against Tyone, and anything can happen because the Yankees have an elite offense. Verlander was not good in his one playoff start this year against the Mariners. There's no reason that the Yankees can't win this game. It's not like Tyone is some quad A fighter. This is an established major league starting pitcher. All of that said, I am staying away from the money line on this game. As as Zarillo mentioned, I would probably need the Yankees at a little bit higher plus number to take them. I am in disagreement with Sean a little bit on the total, though, which always makes me nervous because Sean has had a very hot October. But I am playing the over on this game. Over seven at plus money right now seems a good value. We talked about the Yankees pitching struggles. Tyone is a rough matchup for the Houston offense and the Yankees bullpen is absolutely depleted. I could see this being one of those games where it's hovering under the total early and then the bullpens get in the mix and it pushes us over our total. 
But it's actually funny because we're sitting here and we're saying, well, the the Astros are gonna are gonna crush Tyone. Um, the Astros beat the Mariners in three games. We remember that. It's not like their offense was lights out in those three games. It took them 18 innings to score a run in game three. They needed some Jordan Alvarez heroics in both games one and two to even win those games. So it was a three-game sweep where all three games they could have very, very easily lost. But I do think this is a get-right situation for them against Tyone. And given Verlander's struggles in, in the first game of the playoffs, and we talked about Verlander all season long, obviously probably going to win the AL Cy Young. Amazing ERA, expected indicators. Say he was quite a bit lucky in, in that ERA. Yeah. But I trust the Yankees' offense, even with short rest. I'm not worried about um, – whether or not they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to score runs off Verlander and the Houston bullpen. So I like the over in this game. I think the Yankees are going to score runs against Verlander and the Houston pen. I think Houston's offense is going to break out after a long rest against Tyone and the Yankees depleted bullpen over seven, as long as it's in plus money is something I'm targeting tonight. So let me, let me ask you this too, from an LS Cirillo too, from a bigger picture perspective, we did a little series breakdown uh, with the odds over at BetMGM for Phillies and Padres. As far as a, a series correct score, do, do you have a, a feel on this yet by looking at some of the numbers? The shortest number is Astros and six at plus 350. Also, I'm pretty sure you mentioned Zach Wheeler to win NLCS MVP. He's now the third favorite to, uh, pardon me, not the third favorite. Uh, he's at plus, oh yes, he is. He's at plus 850. He was, plus 14. He, he was 14 to one uh, before game one. So yeah, uh, definitely love that potential bet. As far as a correct score, I don't have a strong feeling on any of these prices. You know, Yankees in seven at plus 500, Astros in seven at plus 400. This does feel like a seven game series to me. I know everyone says Houston has this strong advantage given uh, the rest and, and the pitching, but you know, the Yankees aren't going to go quietly. They didn't go quietly against Cleveland. Obviously, Houston is a different animal than Cleveland, but they'll have Garrett Cole going at some point. They'll have Nestor Cortez going again at some point later in the series. Um, Houston's vulnerable. We, we, we say they have all these advantages with rest and whatnot, but again, it's not like they went out there and, and beat the crap out of the Mariners. They won three very, very tight games. Mm-hmm. Now they're rested. Will they be able to break out in this series? We'll see. Zarello, you have any any big picture thoughts on the series? I'm trying to get the uh, here we go. Over at BetMGM, Yankees plus 150 for the series. Astros minus 185. Is this one of those spots? This is reminding me of the NBA playoffs last year when I was hosting Heat Check. It's reminding me of like, okay, let let game one. If if we think Houston has an edge here, let game one play out. Houston, maybe Verlander goes out there and shoves and Houston wins this game convincingly, maybe not dominate, but Verlander looks good. They get enough runs in Yankees offense looks tired. Then you go get the Yankees. I would assume that's a, that's a good angle too. Yeah, said I projected this at plus 130 for the series before game one. So there's certainly value on the Yankees. Now I just expect to find a similar edge on them after game two. Even if they lose and the price price is going to inflate, this is the biggest starting pitching gap, the biggest bullpen gap that I expect to see between these two teams in the series, given it's the number one versus number four starter. And the Yankees bullpen is coming in a little bit banged up after pitching multiple days in a short stretch. I certainly think the Phillies in six is the way that I like the NLCS series playing out. I gave that off. I gave that out on green dot daily yesterday. You would get Noah 
and Wheeler going in game, or I should say Wheeler than Noah going in games five and six respectively. So I like them to close that out in six. And then I would say Yankees in seven is how I would target the ALCS. If I see the Yankees as the value side, getting Garrett Cole starting in game three, and then probably going again in game seven is where I see the Yankees potentially stealing this series. So Yankees in seven, Phillies in six, how I would go from an exact games prop. As long as the weather cooperates in Philadelphia and New York, your logic makes perfect sense. Because as we found out, the weather can be a problem in these baseball playoffs. So Yeah, they need to have, I mean, it wouldn't be fair to the Yankees or the Phillies, but they should just have the entire LCSs in San Diego and Houston. It would make our lives much easier from a weather standpoint. Colin Whitchurch for commissioner. Thank you. No problem. And also Philly fans are still annoying. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're not letting you go down that road again. So let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap the show. We will join you all again uh, tomorrow. Yankees Astros, they play tomorrow. And then Phillies Padres game three on Friday. So we will be here tomorrow to break down game number two of the ALCS. That'll do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch. We are presented by BetMGM. Please rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, again, to follow the picks from the guys Individual accounts, Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarello, but also search Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app. You can find all of our picks throughout the month of October. For those guys, I'm Brendan Glasheen. See you later. Enjoy the games and uh, talk to you tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.